if you want to have your Bibles today, go to the book of Isaiah. The book of Isaiah chapter 61. This verse, I love this verse in the Bible. It's kind of a one of the theme verses, I guess, for this church being called Liberty Baptist Church. I'm going to read two verses for you, and then we're going to pray, and then I'm going to ask them to come and sing one more song. It says in verse 1, The Spirit of the Lord God is upon me, because the Lord hath anointed me to preach good tidings unto the meek. He has sent me to bind up the brokenhearted, to proclaim liberty to the captives, and the opening of the prison to them that are bound, to proclaim the acceptable year of the Lord and the day of vengeance of our God, to comfort all that mourn. Let's pray. Dear Heavenly Father, Lord, I thank You again, Lord, for this special day, Lord, to the opening of a new church. And dear God, I thank You so much for each one who came out today. And dear Lord, I thank You more than anything for the liberty that You give us, Lord, through Your Son, Jesus Christ. And if there's one here today, dear God, that doesn't know Jesus as their personal Savior, Lord, I pray that they'll get that taken care of before they leave today and they can experience that true liberty that comes, that can only come from Your Son, Jesus Christ. In Your name we pray. Amen.
passage a moment ago from the book of Isaiah. In that passage, it was, a, it was a prophecy that didn't get fulfilled until several hundred years later. And that prophecy, we're going to look on the book of Luke chapter 4. If you want to turn over there, we're going to see where this prophecy is fulfilled. Let me tell you, liberty, you hear it talked about a lot in America. And I'm thankful for it that we do have liberty in this country. But understand that liberty, it's not an American thing. Liberty is a Bible thing. The Bible talks about, talked about liberty before America ever uh, even was thought of. But thank God we had many men and women who believed in this. They believed in liberty. And they came to this country and they started this country and they found it on biblical principles because they knew that that was where true liberty lies. And in Luke chapter 4, verse 17, I want to read this passage. We're going to see where that, uh, this, that passage we read earlier was fulfilled. It says, And there was delivered unto him the book of the prophet Isaiah. This is talking about Jesus here. I had the privilege many years ago to be able to go to Israel, and I got to go to the place where Jesus actually had read this passage. And you know, it was in a, it was in a small synagogue, and it wasn't a whole lot bigger than this building. And he stood up there and he takes the book of Isaiah, the book that we just read from. And it says, And when he had opened the book, he found the place where it was written, The Spirit of the Lord is upon me, because he hath anointed me to preach the gospel to the poor. He hath sent me to heal the brokenhearted, to preach deliverance to the captives, and recovering of sight to the blind, to set at liberty them that are bruised, to preach the acceptable year of the Lord. And it says, He closed the book and He gave it again to the minister and sat down. And the eyes of all them that were in the synagogue were fastened on Him. And He began to say unto them, This day is this Scripture fulfilled in your ears. Jesus Christ is where liberty truly comes from. That's what it's all about. Liberty Baptist Church. It's what we're here to do today. We want to tell you about Jesus. My message today is a proclamation 
of liberty. We live in a world today that is just suffering greatly from the causes and the effects of sin. We're all sinners, the Bible says. We all come short of the glory of God. But you know that, and that sin, it has consequences. That sin, it causes, it's what causes the pain that we feel in our life. And it's what causes other people pain when we sin against them. And when we, people sin against us. And there's so many people today, the things that they're fighting and the things that are just, uh, taking over their lives and destroying them, it's, it's because of sin. But Jesus Christ, He knew that. When He came to this earth, the Bible says that He came to save sinners. He wanted to save them from their sins. He wanted them to have liberty. That's what He wanted. So what is that liberty for? What is the liberty from? What is it that had us? What were we captured by? Now we know that in our American history that they wanted liberty from the from the King of England. They didn't want to be ruled by somebody over in another another part of the world who did not know understand their needs and understand them. They wanted liberty from that. What is it that Jesus came to give us liberty from? Well the first thing we see is in Ephesians chapter two, verse one and two, and that is from the bondage of sin. The Bible says, and you hath he quickened who were dead in trespasses and sins, wherein in time past he walked according to the course of this world, according to the prince of the power of the air, the spirit that now worketh in the children of disobedience. The Bible says when we get saved, he's quickened us. It means that he has brought us to life. The Bible says that when we get saved, we pass from death unto life. We were all born sinners. Nobody ever had to teach you how to lie. Nobody ever taught you how to cheat. You started doing those things all on your own. Why? Because you're a sinner. And the Bible says that we were dead in our trespasses and sin. You know why lost people do some of the things they do? It's because they're lost. You know why there's so much, uh, you know why we have attacks, we've had attacks in this country like on 9-11? You know why? Because of sin? Because of lost people? Yeah. That's why that's why there's the murdering and there's there's the thieves and there's all the wickedness that goes on because we're all sinners and that sin people are dead to it it's like they 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 can they can't fight it and they try and they want to do right I mean how many times have you wanted to do right and it just seems like you just can't get victory over that sin we think think about all the rehab centers that are out there today people who are controlled by alcohol they can't go without it they they get, they drink and they go and they do things that they would never want to do and they say I'm never going to do it again but then they go on and they do the same thing again I think about the drug addicts I've talked to many of them. People whose lives were controlled by those drugs and they, they know it's ruining their life. They know it's destroying their family, but they can't seem to give it up. They want to. They're willing to, but they can't seem to find victory. Why is that? It's that bondage of sin. When the Bible says we were dead in our trespasses and sin. We walked according to the course of this world. That's why there's so many things that, are, that we all have in common. That's why a lot of the same wickedness that goes on in this country goes on on the other side of the world. You know why? Because we're all sinners. We all have that same sin nature. We got it from Adam. It was passed down. You got it from your parents. They got it from their parents. And it goes all the way to Adam. That's how sin came to this world. But thank God He can give us victory. Many of you in your day, I hope you all are saved. 
And you know, the only reason that if you have gotten any victory in your life over sin, it's not because of you. I can tell you right now today that I'm not here today because of me. I'm here today because of Jesus Christ. He's the one that's given me liberty. I could be in a rehab center today. I could be getting dried out and cleaned out from the drugs and alcohol. That could be me. I could be the one beating my wife and beating my kids. I could, that could be me. I'm nothing special. There's nothing that says that can't be me. But thank God, on April 30th, 1986, I was only five years old. I remember remember praying and asking Jesus Christ to come into my heart and to save me from my sin. And He's helped me have have victory. Now, I'm not perfect. I still have that sin nature. It's still a battle all the time. I have to try hard to do right. I still struggle with the temper and things sometimes. I get mad when I get behind slow drivers and I'll lose my temper. And all those things that make you mad, they make me mad too. And you know what? Sometimes I don't always handle it maybe the way I should, but sometimes I get victory. I'm telling, but it's always going to be a battle. But thank God He helps me do that. I could be in jail today. I could be in prison today. There's many people that are just one. They just did one thing, one time. They lost control. Thank God He's helped. He's helped me. It's not because of me. It's because of Him. That's and He'll give that to you. He'll give you that liberty from the bondage of sin. And even greater than that, He'll give you liberty from the penalty of sin. Romans 6.23, if you want to look at that in your Bibles, Romans 6.23, this is a well-known verse, but I want to read it again. I want you to see it. It says, For the wages of sin is death, but the gift of God is eternal life through Jesus Christ our Lord. The wages, the cost of this sin, what we deserve as a result of that sin today, we deserve death. Not just physical death, but it's talking here about spiritual death. We deserve to go to hell. All of us, we were born spiritually, we were born spiritually dead. We were born in sin. And go over to the book of John, chapter 5, verse 24. You don't have to turn there, but I want to read a verse to you. It says, Verily, verily, I say unto you, He that heareth my word and believeth on him that sent me hath everlasting life, and shall not come into condemnation, but is passed from death unto life. Now this is hard for us to comprehend and understand sometimes. But do you realize that before we were saved, we were just as good as in hell already. We were condemned that hell. That was the sentence on us. Because of our sin, we deserved hell. And if we would have died then, we would have been in hell. That's what we deserve. It was we were just as good as being in hell. The Bible says in John chapter three, it says, "He that believeth not is condemned already, because he hath not believed on the name of the only begotten Son of God." We were condemned to sin. That was the penalty. That's where we were heading. I was on my way to hell at one point in my life. There was a time in my life if I would have died, then I would have been in hell. I deserved it. I was a sinner. I'm still a sinner. But thank God, it says, he that believeth on him is not condemned. We, and the Bible says that we've passed from death unto life. We've been quickened. We've been raised spiritually from the dead. And now, we're as good as already in heaven. Ephesians chapter 4, verse 30. Ephesians chapter 4, verse 30 says, And grieve not the Holy Spirit of God, whereby ye are sealed unto the day of redemption. If you've been saved, you can rest assured that you're going to be in heaven someday when you die. The Holy Spirit, He seals us. It's going to take something stronger than God to take your salvation away from you. If you're saved today, you can know for sure that you're going to go to heaven. We're just as good as already there. If I was to die today, I know I would be in heaven. 
Not because I'm a good person. Not because I'm standing up here preaching before you today. But because there was a time in my life when Jesus Christ raised me spiritually from the dead. There was a time in my life when I was quickened. When I passed from death unto life. When He saved me. There was absolutely nothing I could do to save myself. There's absolutely nothing. No, no matter how hard you try, you can't save yourself. Boy, it's good to do good works. God talks about that. He wants you to do good things. He wants you to go to church. He wants you to be a kind person. He wants you to do all those things. But those things can't save you. Our works can't save us. The Bible says our righteousness is as a filthy rag in God's sight. And so... Uh, we can't save. We can't save ourselves. All we can do is accept that gift of salvation. He says, "For whosoever shall call upon the name of the Lord shall be saved." So, him that cometh to me, I will in no wise cast out. If you come to Christ today and you ask Him to save you from your sins and to forgive you, He will do that today. He will save your soul, not because of anything you've done, but because of the work of Jesus Christ on the cross of Calvary. And you can be, you can rest assured, you're on your way to heaven. What? How liberating is that? It doesn't get any better than that to know that we don't have to worry about the condemnation of sin. I'm glad today. You know, I'm glad I live in a country where I'm not. Where I don't have to go to bed at night worrying about you know a bomb going off in my house or planes coming in and blowing us up. Now that could happen. It could happen. We could go to war, but it's not like that right now. We live in, a, I believe, a very safe country. We've had there's been things that have happened, but for the most part, we're safe. I'm not really worried about it. That's one of the great things about this country. But I never have to worry about my, the penalty of sin. I never have to worry about going to hell. If I was to find out that I had some kind of illness that was going to take me out in the next six months, I wouldn't have to worry about where I was going to go because Jesus Christ has promised in His Word that He would save those who ask Him, that He would save those who call on Him. And I've done that. Before. I've done that. But you know, sadly, there are many people today in churches all over America that have salvation, but they've allowed Satan to steal their liberty. They're on their way to heaven, but they're not enjoying a victorious life in Christ. Why is this? We sang a song, the first song we sang today, Victory in Jesus. Victory in Jesus. We, God wants us to have a victorious life. He wants us to have an abundant life. He said, I have come that you might have life and that you might have it more abundantly. But yet, so many people today, they, they come to church and they, they believe they're saved and on their way to heaven, but they can't seem to get that liberty that He's promised. Listen, you can't lose your salvation, but you can lose your liberty. One of those reasons, I believe, is they're trying to live like a lost person. You know, the Bible says we've passed from death unto life. It says, if any man be in Christ, he is a new creature. Old things are passed away. Behold, all things are become new. You know, this world, it, it, it gets caught up in some pretty crazy things. There's a lot of wickedness that goes on in this world, and the world seems to just be, uh, you know, just flocking to things. It's like everybody's, have you ever heard the statement, everybody's doing it? Well, you know, that's, really, we shouldn't be surprised about that. Because lost people, there's certain things that they're going to do. And when we try to live like that, you need to understand that just because you're saved doesn't mean that everything's going to be great for you the rest of your life. Did you know a saved person? They're going to have the same consequences of sin on earth as a lost person on this earth. You know, if I go out here and I out on the middle of the highway and I stand in front of a semi that's going 55 miles an hour, and you do the same thing, whether you're saved or lost, we're going to have the same consequences. It might be a little different. One of us might get splattered a little more than the other. But either way, the effect is going to be bad. 
It's not going to be good. And that's the way it is with sin. You know, it doesn't matter if you're saved, it doesn't matter if you're lost. Sin always is going to bring pain. It always causes, it always brings sadness. It brings sorrow. And when Jesus came to save us from our sins, He didn't come to just save us from hell. He wanted us to get victory over the sin in our life. He wanted us to have a happy life. He want, you know, people think that, you know, God doesn't want them to have any fun and that God's just trying to keep good things from them. No. He wants you to have fun. He wants you to have a good life. He wants you to have a good marriage and He wants you to have good families and be able to enjoy your children and just be able to enjoy life. That's what He wants and He's told us how to have it in His Word. Unfortunately, though, many people, they walk after the flesh and not after the Spirit. You know, after you get saved, now you've got two things going on. You've got the flesh. That's that old man. That's that carnal man. Even when you get saved, you're still going to have to fight that. If you had a temper before you got saved, you're probably still going to have it after you get saved. Thank God He'll help you. He gives you that the Spirit that's now alive. And you can now combat that. You can fight against it. You can have victory. And God's command us, He's commanded us to walk in the Spirit. He says in Galatians 5.16, This I say, then walk in the Spirit and ye shall not fulfill the lust of the flesh. You know the lust of the flesh, that's what most people spend their entire lives trying to get. The lust of the flesh for some people, it may be money. It may be power. It may be fame. It may be... Uh, I, I don't know what it is for you. We all have our things that we go after. But did you know that if you were to fulfill the lust of your flesh, those, th- those carnal things that you desire, did you know it would, dest- it would destroy you? Our flesh, it, we are attracted to things that bring destruction. It's the way we are. It's that sin nature. If we were to fulfill the lust of the flesh, we would end up, and we would probably end up in rehab. We would end up in hospitals. We would probably end up in a cemetery. Because the lust of your flesh, it cannot be satisfied. Your mind will tell you and your flesh tells you if I could just have this one thing or just this one opportunity, I would be fulfilled. Your flesh, it will lie to you. You can deceive yourself. You cannot, your flesh cannot be fulfilled. And if you try to fulfill it, if you succeed in filling it, it is going to be a destructive end for you. But it says in verse 17, it says, For the flesh lusteth against the spirit, and the spirit against the flesh, and these are contrary the one to the other, so that you cannot do the things that you would. They're working against each other. It's like we almost like we have a split personality in a way, where we have there's a part of us that wants to do right. I guarantee you, there's many people today they wanted to come to church today, they wanted to, but you know what? Their flesh said, you know what? It'll be better to sleep in today. It'll be better to stay home. It'll be easier to stay home and watch TV. But that's why we've got to train that spirit. We've got to get into the Word of God. We need to get into the house of God, and so we can strengthen that spirit, and it can help us to do the things that our spirit wants to do. The Bible, there's a story in the New Testament where Jesus he told his disciples to wait and just he wanted them to watch and pray. And they kept falling asleep. They were tired. It was late at night. And Jesus made a statement to him. He said, The spirit indeed is willing, but the flesh is weak. I believe everybody in here, I think y'all everybody has good intentions for the most part. Our spirit, we have good intentions, but that flesh, it's weak and we get defeated all the time. And we've got to learn to walk in the Spirit. And when we do that, when you set out to to go after the things of the Spirit, you won't fulfill the lust of the flesh. 
and things are just going to get better in your life. The Bible says, Blessed are they that hunger and thirst after righteousness, for they shall be filled. That is the one area where you can find satisfaction. That is the one area where you can uh, you can feel complete and whole. It's in the Spirit. The flesh, it can never be satisfied. It is, a, it is just a bottomless pit. You can never feed enough sin into it. It's always going to want more. It's always going to want you to get in deeper. And it will destroy your life. But if you're going to have that victory, you need to build your life on Christ. Now, a lot of people, a lot of times we say this. Alright, we people have heard that statement before, you know, build your life on Christ. If you've been to Sunday school and you're a little kid, you sing the song, The wise man built his house upon the rock, and then there's the chorus that says, Build your life on the Lord Jesus Christ. And a lot of times we know these statements, but we don't really understand what they mean. It says in Matthew 7 24. It says, Therefore, whosoever heareth these sayings of mine and doeth them, I will liken him unto a wise man which built his house upon a rock. And the rain descended, and the floods came, and the winds blew and beat upon that house, and it fell not, for it was founded upon a rock. And every one that heareth these sayings of mine and doeth them not shall be likened unto a foolish man which built his house upon the sand. And the rain descended, and the floods came, and the winds blew and beat upon that house, and it fell, and great was the fall of it. You know, when it talks about building your house on a rock, the key to it, we see it in the first verse that we read, says, Whosoever heareth these sayings of mine and doeth them. What sayings? It's the Sermon on the Mount. If you read Matthew chapter 5, 6, and 7, we call that the Sermon on the Mount. Jesus said, if you'll do these things, your house is you're going to be like that wise man who built his house on the rock. But if you don't do these sayings of mine, if you don't follow the things that he taught on that Sermon on the Mount, you're going to be like a foolish man who built his house on the sand. And notice what happens with the wise man and the foolish man. The same things happen. The same storm comes. The same rain hits it. The same floods come and the winds, the same winds come. But one was founded on a rock. One was founded on the sand. And you know what? There are many people today who they've built their life on Jesus Christ. They follow the principles that He set out in His Word. They follow the commandments of God. And there's others who don't. And you know what? The same things are going to happen to people. Did you know saved people lose their jobs just like lost people? You know, saved people, they have family members that they love die just like lost people. The saved people get sick just like lost people. Let me tell you, I wish I could say different, but the truth is that many of you today in the near future, there's going to be difficulties that you're going to face. There's going to be health problems. You're going to lose loved ones. There's, we, live in a, we live in a sin-cursed earth today. We live in a world where there is sickness and sorrow and dying and there's pain. There's all of those things. But thank God, through Jesus Christ, He can give us victory through those things. That when they come, we're not going to enjoy it. God didn't say we had to enjoy the storms, but we can have we can know that we can still be standing through those things. And what an exciting thing that is. And there's probably some in here if we talk to you, you've lost loved ones and you've gone through some difficult things in your life. But God helped you to get through those things because you you were built upon a rock. And that's what we want you to do here at Lighthouse or Liberty Baptist Church. We want you to build your life on Jesus Christ because that is what's going to make the difference in your life. Because there's going to be some difficult times come. I don't know what's going to happen in the future in this country. I don't, I don't know what's going to take place. We're not guaranteed that we're not going to have another 9-11 like we did 10 years ago. But one thing that we are guaranteed, that if we build our life on Jesus Christ, He can help us get 
through anything. Listen, this is more than just hearing it. You know, it's good to come to church. It's good to read the Bible. It's good to hear the hear the Word of God preached. But it's not enough to just hear it. It's not enough to just say it. A lot of people say they build their lives on Christ. A lot of people say that they, uh, you know, that they their their house is built on a rock, like that wise man. But there's a difference between somebody who's hearing it and saying it than somebody who is doing it. The Bible says in James chapter 1, 22, it says, But be ye doers of the Word and not hearers only, deceiving your own selves. We've got to be doing the Word of God. That we've got to be doing it. I tell you, one of the things that I try to do when I study the Bible, I want to find things in here that that I'm doing wrong because I know that the more the better. The more I follow the Bible, the more of it that I apply to my life, the more that God's going to give me victory. The more I can see things done for Christ, the better my life is going to be. And God has God has promised us that. And let me tell you something today. God's Word, I'm telling you, it can help you get victory over things that you never thought possible. God could help you quit things that you didn't think was possible to quit. He could do that. Your flesh right now might be saying, well, I don't want to quit. I don't want to give these things up. But hopefully, if you're saved today, that Spirit is working inside of you. And that Spirit is is, uh, motivating your heart and telling you, you need to get these things. You need to listen. You need to change. You need to call on Christ for salvation. You need to do that. And and, and I hope you'll listen to that call. But God can help you get victory over these things. So many people, they say, I'd like to get saved, but I just don't think I can... can," You know, Some sin will come up. That they'll, they'll think of. Listen, don't worry about that. Just worry about giving your life over to Christ and He'll help you get victory over it. Yes, on your own, you're not going to get victory. But through Christ, you can. And God can help you start doing things that you never thought you could do. You might think, I could never stand up in a pulpit like you're doing today and preach the Word of God. Well, you'd be surprised what the Holy Spirit can do with your life. If you just start, if you trust in Him, if you apply... God's Word to your life, you could do things far greater than anything I could ever do. I'm just a hunk of flesh like you are too. I'm just a sinner saved by grace. God can help you do things. You might think I could never have a good family. I could never be a good father or a good mother. You'd be surprised. You apply the Word of God to your life. He can help you do those things. You might think I could never be a success. I I could never lead somebody else to Christ. I could never be a witness for Him. You know what? Why don't you just put your faith and trust in Jesus Christ? Start applying God's Word to your life. Build your house on that rock. And if you do that, God can give you liberty over over these things. The things that are holding us down. The Bible talks about the weights and the sins that does so easily beset us. Sin, it just it messes everything up for us. And you need, you need to ask God to come and give you liberty. And He will do that for you today. And so I'd like everyone to bow with your heads bowed and eyes closed. We're going to have a verse of invitation in just a moment. But I want to give you an opportunity today to come and give your heart to Jesus Christ. There may be some here today who you've never done that before. You've never asked truly repented of your sins. You've never truly called on the name of the Lord. Now maybe you've said some prayers. Okay, and listen, it's good to pray. But you know what? It's more that, you know, salvation isn't magic words. It's not a magic prayer. You know, it's a heart thing. The Bible says, for with the heart man believeth unto righteousness, and with the mouth confession is made unto salvation. It says, for whosoever shall call upon the name of the Lord shall be saved. If you, if you pray and you ask God to save you from your sins, and to give you victory and come in your heart. If you acknowledge Him as the one and only Savior, He'll save you today.